All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show R&B and soul recording artist Chris Jonathan. What is up? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. First and foremost, thanks for joining the show, man. Of course. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So you got some cool stuff to talk about. It Before we get into your current single, tell my listeners a little bit about you. Kind of take us back in time a little bit. Let, let everybody know how it was you first got into making music and how long ago. Yeah, so um, I first got into music at the wee old age of about eight. Wow. I say my first experience with music um, goes back to listening to Motown, uh, mainly because I was a really troublesome child. My mom didn't trust me with a credit card to buy new music when I got my first iPod, <laughs> and so I had to um, I had to listen to what she had. And since she was a former DJ, she had downloaded a bunch of oldies. Um, and so I was really scared because I was like, I don't listen to this old people music. Nobody listens to this stuff. And so, um, but we were getting ready to go on a road trip. And so I was like, I need some music for the road trip. I can't just listen to politics on the radio for three hours straight. Yeah. So I downloaded a handful of songs and um, I was like, oh, these are pretty good. And I downloaded some more. I'm like, these are pretty good. Next thing I knew, I downloaded the whole playlist. And wow. um, I stuck with that playlist. I still listen to it. You do homework when I'm just walking around cleaning, all that. It always finds a way to fit. Um, it's actually hilarious. I remember when Spotify came out and I started adding those songs to Spotify. And it was crazy just going through the memories I had with each song. Yeah. Um, and then further, I started to, I played the saxophone in band. And that was because I thought that the saxophone was the coolest instrument in the world. But I didn't love jazz the way I loved classical music. So uh, when it came time in high school for me to like, oh, do I want to go to music? And then I was like, oh, saxophone's still playing orchestra. So that kind of died. Uh -huh. But I also started to learn how to play the piano because I was uh, fiddling around on the piano one day trying to figure out this song from this game. It was just stuck in my head. And uh, I couldn't figure it out. But I figured out something that sounded good, and I just kept playing it. <laughs> and from that point on, I just used that same process of trying to play music, messing up, and then like keep 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 elaborating on my my mess up, my mistake, and to make my own music. And I still do it to this day, which Very is hilarious cool. because that is exactly how I made rewind. That's pretty awesome, man. So when did it transition for you from just playing around piano, trying to figure out songs from games? When did it when when did it escalate to where you went you took it from there to to like recording studio really, really going hard with it? Right. So the first the first thing is I started to notice that there was a link between my emotions and the piano. Yeah. Um, and I still don't understand that to this day. It's like whenever I play, it's like the piano understands how I feel, and it's like we're having a conversation. And so that started when I was just playing around and I didn't have any vocals to my music. It was just me and the piano. And my mom was like, you need to sing. And I hated my voice at the time. It was, I just thought it was terrible. Um, and she was like, you need to sing. And so she helped me make my first song. And from that point on, I started singing. Mm -hmm. And I graduated high school and my music teacher, one of her, the last things she said was, you need to write these down somewhere. And I 
I'm not that good with sheet music. I mean, I played in band, but that's about it. And so I got Sibelius, which is like this sheet music writing software. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I am not like in tune to write all this stuff down. But I was like, if I, I know if I record it, I can hear it. And if I can hear it, I can play it again. So I started to record just so I wouldn't lose track of my songs. Then I noticed people, I started liking them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to release these out to the public more and promote it more. So that's how, that's how that happened. I love it, man. So do you read and write music too, or do you play mostly by ear? I play by ear. Yeah, uh, me if you're too. If music from the piano, I'm going to be lost. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've, I've been playing guitar for about 35 years. And I really should be better. I should be much better for somebody playing 35. But I, I put the guitar down. I picked it up. I put it down. I picked it up. I put it down. Um, and I never took lessons. I learned. I taught myself. And I, and I learned from watching some other people. But I kind of regret it, though. I, I wish I, I wish I would have learned uh, from a teacher. And because I do a lot of sloppy habits when I play. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like when I play a D chord on my guitar, I use my pinky finger, which is stupid. But I have small hands, so like I, I struggle because my fingers are pretty short. So I struggle reaching frets, different different frets with that pinky finger. So I use my pinky finger for a D chord, which is really horrible. Like it makes guitar teachers cringe when they see that. But I can't reach. You know what I'm saying? I, have, I, I just it's weird. So I, I regret. I regret to to a certain extent not learning the um, music theory and, and, and reading and writing. But the other flip side of that is, which a, 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 I had a musician on my show, a jazz, uh, a classical jazz guitarist was on my show a few weeks back. Oh wow! And he was telling me that that actually playing by ear for for a lot of musicians is like more emotional, emotionally in tune. Like what you were saying about your piano, how you kind of feel like it's you and the piano in one. He kind of he, he kind of alluded to like, and he even named a few musicians too that 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 never learned how to read and write music. And one of them was Stevie Ray Vaughan, who's a like a, a legendary guitar player. Um, but he played just by feel, just feeling. Wow. You know? So pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's weird because. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I, I still, I, I ask my mom all the time, I'm like, mom, help me understand this, because it freaks me out sometimes. I'm just like, I hear it in my head, and somehow my fingers know it goes somewhere around here. Yeah. Um, or, or I can't tell you when I'm playing my song what the chords are all the time. Yeah. I just know how it sounds, and so I'll just play, right. play how it sounds. Yep. Uh, which is really interesting. I'm the same way. Like I, I, I know. Like when I put there, there's like there's a in guitar, man. There's like weird chords, there's, like minor chords, and there's all kinds of different like just odd. I know like the basic chords. You know what I mean? Like your your G and your A and your D and your C. But when you start getting like minor chords and stuff like that, I mean, I could play them, but I would never be able to tell anybody what it is. Right. <laughs> you know, I just like I don't know. I have no idea. There's no sound for me. <laughs> So you got this song, you got this title. Um, actually, it's called Rewind. Title Rewind. Um, now I, I'm pretty sure that's the song I listened to. Let me just double check on that. Yeah, I, I listened to this song. Your voice doesn't look like what you look like. Oh yeah, no, I get that a lot. But that's a good thing. That's a compliment, actually. Um, not that you look bad. You're, you're a handsome guy. I don't don't take that wrong either. Um, <laughs> But when I saw your picture, I just envisioned a different voice. That's all I'm saying. 
and it's a great voice. So you should you should definitely not be shy about your voice. Tell the listeners out there a little bit about the song Rewind and the backstory. Yeah, so as most of my songs start, I'm in love. Um, yeah. So I, I took a break. So 21 was my last release, and that actually corresponds with my last relationship. So it was just about a, it was a year ago or so, um, and I was just getting over this girl, and I was like, you know, I'm taking a break from relationships. I'm not going to pursue anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. Because uh, <laughs> girls are evil and they deserve my soul. And I don't want to make another sad song. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, actually, uh, I was just like minding my own business. And then this girl came out of nowhere. And she was like a, a breath of fresh air. We kind of mashed on a lot of cylinders. Mm-hmm. We like the same amount of food, the same type of food. Yep. Um, we listened to music together. That's like a love language for me. Like, I'd love that listening to music with somebody um, and you know we kind of linked on that basis we started hanging out a lot um, and months start going by and like we're texting each other like girlfriend and boyfriend at like some point it's kind of like well I want to take things a step further yeah. so I'm going to ask because I think it's time I mean, I, I waited a couple months trying to see signs of like okay is she, is she feeling me the same way and so I asked the question and she gives me like, like an answer that's like, well, I'm I'm talking to other people right now too. Oh, yeah, and it hurt. And and what's crazier is, like, around the same time, I was going to, I was studying with my friends, and my friend was like, yo, I'm talking to this new girl, like she's so cool, all this stuff. Tell me, I was like, oh well, let me. What does she look like? What does she look like? And it was her. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. god. Turns out, for like the whole time that we were talking, she was talking to other guys. And I just had no clue. And so she wasn't feeling me the way I felt her. Right. And so with all that frustration and confusion in my head, as always, I walked to the piano. And around that same time, I was trying to figure out this song. Couldn't figure it out. Um, but I loved, I loved the beginning riff. That was like, do 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 and so I just played it out. I just played it out as hard as I could. And the rest of the song kind of came out. And it's so crazy when I have an experience to back in a song, like lyrics just pop in my head. And um, literally, like if I, if I have a good experience and I'm feeling really emotionally charged, I can write a song in 30 minutes. Sure. Um, and so I wrote that in like 30 minutes and for like the next week I just, and then when I make a new song, I'll just play that song and repeat over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. there might be stuff that I feel a certain day, it's like, ooh, I should add this here. Maybe I should take this out. Yeah. So I'm just playing it by myself. And I'm like, oh, this works. And um, I, I recorded it. I recorded that song, like, in the spring. But I wanted to take the summer to, like, listen to it. The same thing. Listen to it over and over again every day. See if there's something I want to add, take out. And then I get that gut feeling that's, like, release it. And so, uh, yep, that's Rewind. Has she heard it? I don't know. It's crazy because I literally talked to her today. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, I talked you, to her today. Yeah. Um, I assume she heard it. She liked the posts on Instagram when I released it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I haven't. So, last time, last release I had the EP. So, funny story, after I released that, the girl didn't know that I wrote a whole, like, five songs about her. And 
one day we were having an argument, and I was like, guess what the songs are about? Yeah, that didn't end so well. So <laughs> since then, I haven't told anybody if I write a song about them or if I have written a song about them. Yeah. I just let it be, let it, let the story stay in the song. Right. Um, and it'd be hilarious if she did listen. Do you think that if she heard the song, she would know that you're definitely talking about her? She probably, yeah, she would know. Yeah. Because she knows I only write music about girls. And yeah. she knows that I'm, yeah. So plus, she definitely know. Plus, women have that superpower. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just a different species, man. I told I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what? If America really wanted to solve, like, crimes and murders and, like, and solve, like, like really tough cases... They should make a new a new law. Like President Biden should make a new law tomorrow and say there's no more men allowed to be de detectives. Only women can be detectives. Right. Because the women they're gonna, they're gonna find that shit. They're gonna get to the bottom of it, dude. They're gonna find Absolutely. it. They're gonna find out who did it. <laughs> they're gonna do it. I mean, and they also have photographic memories, dude. I mean, they can tell you on Tuesday in 1999 at 7:15 p.m. That's what you did. That's not, you didn't say that. You didn't say it right, Brad. But this is what happened. Because I was there. They, they remember shit like a decade ago like to the letter. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy, man. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so is there a video for this song? No. See, okay. I, don't have the, I don't have the funds for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, look, I, first of all, I appreciate you being honest about that. Um, but it's facts. It is freaking pricey, man. It's expensive to do this stuff. Absolutely. It just is, man. It's expensive. So I understand a thousand percent. Um, one of the things I read about you when I was researching was, um, and, I, and I really, I really like this. You talked about how, like, when you write music, you want to write music that people can relate to. Talk about the importance of that. Oh, absolutely. I think that when I'm when I'm listening to songs or like going about, I try to find experiences that I can relate to and feel in the music. If, I, if I'm not, that's why I really can't get into like you know, house music that much. Mm. Because it's like, I, I can't, like, I don't have an experience to tie back to it. And yeah. it's funny, too, I was talking to my mom today. It's like, when you listen to Motown and Soul, like, you can feel, you can feel, like, there's certain parts in the song where they're not really saying anything. You just feel their emotions. That's right. Like, yes, I have felt this before. Yep. Um, or even before, like, when I was younger, it's like, I want to feel what this feels like. As bad as it sounds, like, I want to feel what this feels like. Like, what made him, like, go crazy like this on the song? And even if my music isn't that outwardly soulful, I want people to be like, oh, I felt something like that before, and this is how I felt. The music matches how I felt. The lyrics match how I felt. Yep. And um, it's wrong. I want, regardless of, like, well, it's not, like, socially R&B. Well, that really doesn't matter a lot much to me. It's more like, yeah, I felt this before, and I can relate to this. Yeah. Um, and letting people know that I know it's hard for some people. If you don't have that mechanism to outwardly express those feelings, it's hard to convey them. And mm -hmm. so being able to listen and see that you're going to be okay, and through my coping me mechanism is very important to me. It's true, and it's really important that a songwriter can connect with the listeners i mean it's like people people from all cultures from all backgrounds all religions every culture on this planet music goes back to the beginning of time like i mean no, no matter it doesn't matter i mean every culture had music and so if you can write a song that everybody can relate to and there are plenty of topics 
to sing about that everybody can relate to. You can have a person in Nepal, you can have a person in Vietnam, you can have one in Kenya, you can have another one in America, yeah. and there's a right. song that every one of those people can freaking relate to. Right. There's songs out there, so you can do that and connect, man. That's, that's the key to success right there, one of them. Absolutely. Honeymoon. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you want to, did you have some, another thought on that? Oh, no, no, I want to hear what you want to say about honeymoon. Well, because I read on that, and I was like, all right, this 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 is a pretty successful EP. Um, then you had a follow-up single that sold that had like 800,000 streams. Oh, that's all is, is continually my favorite song I've ever read. That's all? That's all is my favorite yeah. song. Yeah, all right, tell us about it. Talk about it. So, so Honeymoon, going backwards, before I released That's All, all the songs before that, going from, like if you're on my playlist, from Perfect down to uh, That's All, all those songs were songs I've written in high school. And wow. it's kind of like me, that was me recording songs that I made in the past. Um, and so I love, always love those songs, and those songs are very uh, keen to me. But they're kind of like naive experiences in love, I'd say. Right. That's all. It's like my first out of high school experience that really put me um, in my emotions hard. Right. And writing that song, I'll never forget when I first wrote it because I had a song stuck on my head the whole summer. It was a Frank Sinatra song. Oh, wow. And with my ears, it's really hard for me to get jazz chords down because, you know, I taught myself, kind of like what you were saying, it's kind of like, I know the basic chords well, yep. but my technique's not good enough where I can play, you know, all uh, these fancy jazz chords. Yeah, exactly. And jazz is really tricky. Jazz is a real tricky genre, too, man, to play. Right. And so I sat down and I was trying to play this song, and I was like, dang, I'm not getting it. But this chord was just so beautiful to me. And it's... Uh, it's E flat minor seven, and I'm like, oh, I love that chord. And I was just playing it. And when I was coming up with the song, you know, I was struggling a lot, and I was like, huh. It, I had the lyrics down, I had the sound down, I just didn't know I wanted to sing it. Um, and I remember I was my sister, and she was like, you gotta do this. She was like, you gotta like make this a really chill song. And then at the end, you gotta explode with emotion. Oh wow! And I was like, "You're right." I was like, "You're absolutely right." Um, and so that's what I did. I kind of just sang it like how like I I envisioned that, that Frank Sinatra song. It was like kind of smooth um, all the way through. And um, at the end, it's kind of like, "No, I gotta let my soul sing and um, let out what I feel in that moment." And I feel like that's when I really evolved in my music-making ability. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like that song is really pivotal in my artist journey. And 800,000 streams, and that's almost a mil. That's a ton, man. Yeah, I did not expect people to like it. And also, when I was recording that song, I made one of the biggest production mistakes ever. I was recording on a bunch of different mics. It was still the cheap mic that I had before. Yeah. Like, everything wasn't lining up the way I needed it to. But it was like a new style for me. And so I was like, you know, people are going to like this song. And I wasn't getting many streams outside that besides Honeymoon. People liked Oceans. And I was like, okay. So I released it and I posted it on TikTok. I was like, hey, if you got some free time, you know, check out my song and see what you think. And, um, yeah, 
people loved that song. And then the album launched. I was like, I was like, you know, it would be crazy if there was a monologue in the song. And I was mm-hmm. like, I love Alan Watts. And so I was like, let me get one of his, one of his soundtracks to see the pitch. And it fit perfectly. It's like, wow. he starts the song and ends the song. And nice. Yeah, again, that, I really feel like I, I made a pivotal turn in my artist journey with that song. You know what you should do in the future, like one of your, one of your future records you put out? You should remix, yep. you should remix that song with some nicer equipment. Some more, you know, up to date modern equipment. Remix it and re-release it. Oh, that's a good point. Yep, especially at eight hundred thousand streams. That means it, it it connected with a lot of people. So yep. so remix it, man. Remix it and get it on some real good recording equipment, and put it on one of your future when you want your upcoming EPs or whatever you know whatever it's going to be an album or whatever, mm-hmm. and remix that Watch bad that. boy. Yep. Yep. I can hear you. I, I, I can hear your gear spinning. <laughs> can you hear it from here? There you go. And when you do, you need to come back on the show, and we'll talk about we'll talk about the re-release. Absolutely. What are some of your goals for 2023, which is unbelievably very close? We're about to flip to a new year. So, I think my biggest goal is getting my branding down. Yeah. Um, it's always been like, again, I'm like trying to evolve from, well, not evolve. This will still be my journal. Yep. But also making it so, you know, people can see uh, beyond that as well. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just uh, me releasing music with nothing else behind it. And I think that this is the start of it. It's, it's getting on podcasts and talking to people about Definitely. Um, and then the next step besides that is making sure I'm raising money so yeah. that I can make videos. So I can market it more because obviously there are people that resonate with the music, and I know that there are many more out there. I just got to find them. Yep. You need to look to try. You need to try to look for some sponsors uh, to help you out financially. That that's one idea. Um, also, research college radio stations because some colleges have radio stations, and research which colleges have radio stations in your area, and make some calls or even even go over there and knock on some doors and see if they'll spin your stuff. Um, it's a lot easier to get college spins than it is mainstream. Um, right. But one thing you can do, though, if you can get colleges to start start spinning your stuff, um, I mean, students, college students love music. And right. word of mouth could help you. It could help you, uh, especially if you do some live gigging, you can start building your, your ground game so you can start getting some people showing up for your shows. And then one thing leads to another. You start networking on, on, on uh, social media. But if you can show that you can you can put people in the seats at your shows, whenever like headliners come through your area, they're going to be looking for warm up uh, entertainment, somebody somebody to open up for them, and yep. they're going to research that. Their management's going to say, "All right, we're playing in. Where, where did you say you're from? In Virginia? Where, where are you from? Prince George's County in Maryland. Okay, so Maryland. So yeah, so next time a show comes to, into Maryland or Baltimore, one of the major you know venues up there. Once you get a signed act, a big headliner come in, the management's going to be looking around. All right, who, who can we get to, to open up for for our artist? And they're going to look and see. All right, well, well this guy, you know, Jonathan, he's 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 putting some asses in seats. Man, we, we, maybe we can reach out to him. That's just an idea. That's one of the things you need to do. Start. So building your ground game, man, and social media is big too. You know that it's key. Okay, bet. Thank you. Yes, sir, man. All right, now the last. Well, actually, before I go on to our to our last two questions, 
because these next two questions are, are not so much related to your your to your singles and um, but is there anything that I missed as far as what you're promoting at this point uh, before we move on to these last two these last two questions? Uh, no, I think that's I think that's all I'm really uh, promoting right now. Uh, Good stuff. I just want people to stay tuned because I'm going to start releasing more and more. Absolutely. So rewind is what we've been talking about. Everybody needs to go out there and and um, and definitely check out rewind. Um, and then before we wrap up, I'll let you tell everybody where they can get your music and where they can follow you on social media and stuff. Okay, so last two questions. Who are some of your musical influences? Oh, wow. oh here we go. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I got, I have, uh, I separate this. So I yeah. separate it between the modern and then the oldies. Okay, yeah. So my modern music references, I'd say John Legend, oh. L, yes. Daniel Caesar, um, and Billie Eilish. I'd say those, those, those are good four, ones. Uh, those are the most, uh, my biggest influences to the modern. Yeah, I'm a huge John Legend fan. Huge. Absolutely. Okay, and so the, so what do you throw? So some of your throwbacks. Yeah, the throwbacks. The oldies, I say, it changes, but Luther Vandross. Oh yes. Gladys Knight. Oh yes. Uh, you got Teddy Pendergrass. Even though I don't make music like Teddy Pendergrass, I just love the way he sings. Like he yeah. does not care. Yep. Uh, and then Jeffrey Osborne. Okay. He's my mama's favorite artist, and so I listen to a lot of his music. And he's one of those people with a lower, with a uh, lower ranged voice, and so I really resonated with that as well. Yeah, those are great. Those, both, both, both of those uh, throwbacks and moderns are great. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of all of them. Everybody you mentioned, really good stuff. And last but not least, Frank Sinatra. You know what? So you mentioned Frank Sinatra earlier. What was the song that that you were trying to figure out that Frank Sinatra wrote? Day by day, but not the fast, like day by day. Uh huh. That one. Okay. He does a slow one. He slows it down. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Beautiful song. Um, yeah, but man. I, I love Frank Sinatra because we're in the same range. Yeah, I can tell. I, I when you just did, you, when you just did that little sample right there, I, I can feel, I hear it. You're definitely the same range. <laughs> yep. It's so I, I really resonate with Frank Sinatra because like yeah I'm like well he sings in the same range as me so yeah. uh, well I sing in the same range as him so I can listen to his music and like get inspiration there as well yeah but I, I like his slower songs more than his faster ones yeah he, he had yeah he had, most of his songs were slower I mean he did have a few fast ones right um, but yeah I, I like Frank Sinatra too. All right, last question I got for you. I like I love this question, but I got to be honest. I stole this from somebody. This question It's not mine. Um, once in a while, when I when I have podcasts, I'll go to my Facebook or my social media and I'll, and I'll ask my followers, "Hey, I got such." I'll say, "Hey, I got such and such on the show tonight." Does anybody have a question? So this girl threw a question at me one time. I was like, "Damn, that's a pretty good question." So I've been using it on and off. I don't ask everybody, but I do ask singer songwriters. All right, so I'm going to give you two options to pick, but you can only pick one, okay? What do you prefer more? Do you prefer creating a song, or do you prefer singing the song once it's created? Ooh, Ooh that's good. I know, that's why I keep using it. I like playing the song when I make it. 
You like what now? I like I like uh, going. I like playing the song once I make it. You right? Okay, so you prefer performing after after it's made. Yes. Okay. But not necessarily performing it, but like going to the piano and like, hmm, what am I gonna play today? Oh yeah, let me play this when it's done, and it's kind of like it's going back to experiences. It's like looking back in my life, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah, it's an interesting question. There's really there's there's no wrong answer to that question because everybody and the reason why I like it so much is because I have different types of people. I've all walks of life on my show. I'm all different kinds of genres and, and different types of songwriters. And it's interesting for me to hear the answers I get and the reasoning behind them. And one of the funnier ones, I asked that question. I had a husband and wife um, duo. They were the duet. They 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 sang together, husband and wife, and they recorded music together. And I asked them that song, and the wife, she said she she prefers creating, and the husband said he prefers um, performing after it's created. And like they started like debating back and forth, and I I just kind of like pushed away from the table, and I sat there and listened to them like going back and forth for like five minutes. And it was like wow, they're, they're just, like, they weren't fighting or nothing, but it was just interesting, like listening to them two go back and forth on why they prefer the other the other way. So pretty good right. stuff. All right, man. Well, look, I think that about wraps it up. I had a lot of fun talking to you. You're very talented. Um, Thank you very much. Keep doing your thing, man. You, you, you got a nice lane right there you can run down. Um, so I appreciate you coming on the show. And whenever you got some uh, some new stuff you want to talk about, just let us know. We'll definitely get you back on. So before I let you go, tell everybody out there where they can follow you, where they can get your music. Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Chris Jonathan Official. That's K R I S J O N A T H O N Official. Uh, Twitter at Jonathan Chris. So that's my last name and then my first name. Uh, TikTok at Chris Jonathan, and then on all streaming platforms at Chris Jonathan. Well, look, I really had fun talking to you, man. I look forward to talking to you again. Uh, this interview will be on um, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and also on my on my podcast blog page. It'll be on my blog page tonight, and usually it takes about 24 hours to get on the uh, iHeart, Spotify, and iTunes. And if you wouldn't mind, if you enjoyed this interview, give me a good review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, brother. Good to talk to you, man. Stay in touch. Thank you. Will do. Take care. You as well. Bye.